0: To live in the freedom of the city of God. We are called to act with justice. that great day when all will be one God will reign, and we'll walk with each other as sisters and brothers.
1: Bethany community, welcome. We would love to get to know you and welcome you to the life of this vibrant community of faith. We are a community that prays for one another, that cares for our neighbors and the wider world. We love to ask questions here at Bethany, and we seek to live out the love of God in our daily lives. If you'd like to know more about the church and how to get involved, you can email Katie at BethanyPrezTacoma.com. At gmail.com or message us on Facebook. We look forward to hearing from you.
2: In the new year of 2021, we will be celebrating the season of Epiphany in the church year. Our theme will be Holy Light. We all understand darkness, we all welcome the light in so many ways. We ask that you share a picture or two or three with us to be used in worship that reflects a time when you marveled at the light and at how it shone in a place in your life. Please email your picture or pictures to the church office at the address seen on your screen. There will be a meet and greet parade to welcome and introduce ourselves to Pastor Joyce on sunday january 24th from 3 to 4 30 p.m if you are able we invite you to bring your family's christmas card or family photo or a little something about yourself to help joyce get to know all of us a little bit better keep an eye out in the weekly update for more details to come Bible studies are held via Zoom on Monday evenings at 7 and Tuesday mornings at 10.30 a.m. If you would like to join either of these groups, please email the church office and Katie will be sure and get you on the mailing list. Also, we'd like to invite you to our Zoom coffee hour immediately following this worship service. The link from last week has been fixed, and you will find in the description of this video to get to get a way to get to the meeting. We hope you will pop in and say hi. We are so glad you decided to worship with us this morning. Welcome to you if you are hopeful or weary or a little bit of each, fearful or trusting or a little bit of each. Black or brown or white or a little bit of each. Straight or queer or a little bit of each. Joyful or grieving or a little bit of each. This is a place to remember. I am a child of God, holy and beloved. Will you repeat that with me? I I am am a child child of God, holy and and beloved. All are welcome to this space, because we know God welcomes all, strangers and friends. God's love is strong, and it never ends. Thanks be to God.
0: Arise, your light is come, the spirits call, obey. Show forth the glory of your God, which shines on you today. Arise, your light is come, all you in sorrows born. Bind up the broken hearted ones and comfort those who mourn. Arise, your light is come, the mountains burst in song. Rise up like eagles on the wing, God's power will.
1: invite you now to take a moment to quiet yourself as we prepare for our prayer of confession and forgiveness. If you hear nothing else this morning, this is what is most important. You are a child of God, holy and beloved. Nothing, nothing can take that identity from you. When we say this, we also mean that each and every person is a child of God. Our task is to honor the image of God in ourselves and each other. In the Christian tradition, when we confess our sins, we are simply looking honestly at what gets in the way of honoring that sacred identity in ourselves and others, and therefore what gets in the way as we seek to know the love of, of God that is being born in us all the time. I invite you now to listen as I offer this prayer of confession. And forgiveness for all of us. Let us pray. Oh God, with the people of God, we confess to you our brokenness, to the ways that we wound our lives and the lives of others and the life of the world. Together we remember and live this deep assurance of our faith, that God forgives us, Christ renews us, And the Spirit enables us to grow in love. We give you thanks for this blessed assurance. Amen.
2: And now, as a community of friends and families gathered in spirit to nourish our faith together and give witness to the always present love of God, I offer you the peace of Christ. Please greet one another with the peace and love that is god's gift to us this day take a moment to write your blessing in the comment section and to check in with your community
3: hi bethany happy sunday so last sunday i told the story of old buffana She was a woman who saw the light of the star of Jesus being born, but didn't quite heed the call in time. This story is about another journey, and it's called The Treasure, and it's by Yuri Shulovitz. And it's a great story about a man who also heard a call through a dream, but maybe she listened to it a little bit faster than Old Bafana did. There once was a man, and his name was Isaac. He lived in such poverty that again and again he went to bed hungry. One night he had a dream. In his dream, a voice told him to go to the capital city and look for a treasure under the bridge by the royal palace. It is only a dream, he thought when he woke up, and he paid no attention to it, kind of like Bufana and the Star. The dream came back a second time and Isaac still paid no attention to it. When the dream came back a third time, he said, maybe it's true. And so he set out for a journey. Now and then someone gave him a ride, but most of the way he walked. He walked through forests. He crossed over mountains. Finally, he reached the capital city. But when he came to the bridge by the royal palace he found that it was guarded day and night. He did not dare search for the treasure. Yet he returned the yet he returned to the bridge every morning and wandered around it until dark. One day the captain of the guards asked him, "Why are you here?" Isaac told him the dream. The captain laughed. "You poor fellow," he said. "'What a pity you wore your shoes out for a dream. "'Listen, if I believed a dream I once had, "'I would go right now to the city you came from, "'and I'd look for a treasure under the stove "'in the house of a fellow named Isaac.' "'And he laughed again. "'Isaac bowed to the captain "'and started on his long way home. "'He crossed over mountains. "'He walked through forests. "'Now and then, someone gave him a ride, "'but most of the way, he walked.' At last, he reached his own town. When he got home, he dug under his stove and there he found the treasure. In Thanksgiving, he built a house of prayer and in one of its corners, he put an inscription. Sometimes one must travel far to discover what is near. Isaac sent the captain of the guards a priceless ruby and for the rest of his days, he lived in contentment and he was never poor again. So just like the old Bafana story, the story of the treasure in Isaac is not a story we find in our Bible. But I think it's a story that we can hear God through. Because just like old Bafana, Isaac didn't want to listen right away to what God was telling him. And I think sometimes it's hard for all of us to listen. Has there ever been a time where you've struggled to listen? Maybe to a teacher, to a friend, to your parents, to God? I wonder if uh, you've ever had that happen to you. I know that I have. So um, I think it's a good reminder to us that sometimes if we're quiet, like in our dreams at night, or if we find a quiet space and we stop moving and stop sweeping, <laughs> that we can maybe hear God's voice a little bit and a little bit better and find out what God wants for our lives. So. I pray that you all have a wonderful week and i can't wait to see you soon all right happy sunday bye everyone
0: listen to the word which god has spoken listen to the one who is close at hand listen to the voice behind creation listen even if you don't understand listen to the word which god has spoken Listen to the one who is close at hand. Listen to the voice behind creation. Listen even if you don't understand.
2: Our scripture this morning is from Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day.
1: Our gospel reading this morning comes from Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 5. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him, In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. The word of the Lord. If God sent you and I specific deployment or marching orders every single day in our lives, would you and I appreciate that? That clarity of direction? Imagine what it would be like. Or maybe if we each had our own pillars of fire by day or clouds by night guiding us. When I imagine this, it doesn't feel very creative or collaborative or cooperative to me. We could even talk about free will and human agency. But let's claim this morning that God has chosen to send us a savior, a guiding light. So this morning as we step into the beam of the guiding light of faith in Christ, we begin this epiphany journey together. Will you join me in prayer? Illuminating God open to us the guiding lights that are given to us in your holy word and in our tradition of faith help us to be ready to see where you are guiding us we pray this in jesus name amen during the 1960s i was a little girl growing up in edgewood just north of puyallup east of fife east of tacoma When we moved off the hill to come down to the Fife Valley in the evening, we would often see searchlights, like swords piercing up into the night, coming out of the sky in Tacoma. Occasionally, my dad would take us on the adventure of following the light to see what was happening in Tacoma. Usually, there was a special event. I remember just two, a McDonald's opening and a Chevrolet dealership opening for the first time. The intent of these lights was to draw people, to encourage them to come to Tacoma and purchase a product. Now I know that searchlights are discouraged these days because they pollute the night sky. But now there are cookies that track us, our buying, our searching, our game playing, They track our patterns so that they can create a marketing plan just for you and just for me, so that we will want to buy more and have more. It is a more subtle, come-and-see message than those searchlights of old. Can we then literally and figuratively step outside to ponder and marvel at the night sky? hoping that the stars are out, that the constellations can be seen, that the alignment of the planets can be celebrated, that the myriad of satellites rushing across the night sky can be identified. The key biblical story for this season of Epiphany in the church year is the one found in the Gospel of Matthew, the story of the Magi who come and follow Star, Announcing the king of kings. And as they come, they come bearing gifts. Let's listen to that story again. Beginning in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, They left for their own country by another road. The word of the Lord. Who will guide you and I to choices in our life that will fulfill God's greatest hope and purpose this year? Where are we going with our lives in this new year? As wise ones were led by the appearance of a new star in the sky, what will lead This morning, we're going to explore the aspects of our Christian tradition as outlined in the word for us that we have heard read this morning. For in this word, we see traditions and rituals and rites that have provided a proven path for people to follow over the centuries. We see prophetic announcements and pronouncements that are gifts to us to correct us and bless us. There are dreams that give us hints of truth. The night sky always opens up to us possibilities to dream and wonder and imagine. Baptism is given as a holy sacrament, a ritual that brings us into the body of Christ. And the Holy Spirit is now given to all as a guiding light. All of these light our path. For tens of thousands of years, human beings had no compasses or sextants to map a course to get one's bearings. Only the magnificent stars in the night sky. Native cultures of every land and sea learn to read the heavens. I hope that when you step out on a clear night in Tacoma, or wherever you are, you can find the North Star. The North Star, or Polaris, is famous for holding nearly still in our sky while the entire northern hemisphere moves around it. That's because it's located nearly at the North Celestial Pole. Polaris marks the way due north. As you face Polaris and stretch your arms out wide, your right-hand points due east and your left-hand points due west. About face from Polaris, and you are due south. And Polaris is found, as you know, by looking up and finding the Big Dipper and going to those two stars on the side of the bowl and following the top one up about five spaces, the same type of spaces, and there you find the North Star. Could you find your way home on a clear night? Stars guiding you, lights placed in the heaven by our Creator, who created the heavens and the earth. From the message, first this God created the heavens and the earth, all you see and all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's Spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God, the creator, had all the ingredients for creation, and can't you just imagine God's creativity as God separated light from darkness and looked out at the creation on that first day, and everything was very,
2: very good.
1: With the recent alignment of Jupiter and Saturn on the night sky of December 21st, I bet you thought a lot like I have about that Bethlehem star. Was this the same alignment seen by the Magi in the East? We don't know, but we can imagine. A people from the East, near, maybe Persia, who believed in their tradition that a new star hailed the birth of a new king. They ordered their lives to travel a great distance through many dangers, to bring their best gifts to this new king. They did not sneak into town, but they went right to the seat of power, Herod, the Roman-appointed leader, to ask directions to this newborn king. Do they sense Herod's fear? Do they see through his prevarications? We don't know. But they know. we know that they find Jesus and his parents. They present their gifts, and they are overwhelmed with joy. Pure, unadulterated joy. And then they listen to their dreams. And they don't go back to inform Herod. They go home another way. We marvel at the story of these wise ones who are willing to follow a star because they knew the night skies. They knew the traditions of their land. They believed in giving gifts, and they listened to their dreams. A guiding light in the night sky is a wonderful image. Each of us has a destination before us. Is there only one way to get there? What if we stray out of the glow of the light into the shadows for a while? Can we find that guiding light again? Will it find us? We as believers who follow Christ practice learning to walk in the light. We start by seeking to discern God's will for us in our very big decisions and our little decisions. You know, and it's easier if you can follow someone who's gone before you, who's already been there. That's why we like mentors and coaches, guides and scouts, and family members that know the way. That is why we are called disciples, students of the rabbi. Those People who have traveled this path before are ahead of us just a little bit, and we follow them. We also learn and study the stories of Scripture, and in that we serve as lights to one another. We guide one another as well. When we choose to unwrap the marvelous gift of faith in God, the creator of all, Jesus the Son, and the Savior who delivers us from sin and teaches us to walk in the light as beloved sons and daughters of God, the Holy Spirit becomes a guide for us. As it takes time to learn to read the starry constellations or use a compass or a sextant or GPS, so too we practice our whole life learning to walk in the light. I think of a family that is sending their first child, young person, off to college. Maybe nobody in their family has been to college before. This is a huge deal. This one student is a pioneer, and oftentimes they have to look beyond the family to find a coach, someone to mentor them on their way to college. I bet some of you have served in that role. If you're a health professional, it's really helpful. If somebody in your family or a good friend has gone before and served in this way, it helps pave the way for you. John the Baptist, a cousin of Jesus, was raised by his parents, Zechariah and Elizabeth, in the Nazarite tradition. There were many rules and parameters and guidelines for this lifestyle. And this way of being began in the Holy of Holies, when when John's birth was announced to his father, Zechariah. I've pondered parallels of these kind of cultures today in our society. My husband and I raised three sons and a daughter. But in Colorado, we lived in the midst of a football culture. Mothers and fathers were thinking about their kids playing football, even as they put them in kindergarten. oftentimes they held their boys back so that their boys would be the biggest ones in the class when they got to high school. What an interesting culture that was. Roman Catholic families have often expected one of their children to become a nun or a priest one day. We encountered this culture in New Jersey. There are rituals and traditions associated with each of these kinds of cultures that run through our society even today. A question for each parent is what traditions and rituals are we instituting to mold our children? What are we putting around them to guide them? I know many of the parents that I've been friends with and associated with during this time of COVID have questioned the entire educational endeavor. What are we doing in education with our children? What kind of guides are we?
3: John was influenced
1: by the prophetic word
3: that had been pronounced
1: over him before he was even born. As he grew up, he dressed the part. He ate the foods of a prophet and he became like the prophet Elijah and he had a powerful life message. His job was to point toward Jesus, the Messiah. And Jesus was raised by Mary and Joseph, who certainly must have pondered what it meant to raise this son, who was held heralded as a savior by the angels, who was welcomed by Anna and Simeon in the temple as the Messiah when he was eight days old, who as a 12-year-old missed the message that the family was leaving town and stayed in Jerusalem and found himself able to hold his own priests and the leaders in the temple? Jesus and John were guided by their tradition. And then Jesus comes to John for baptism, like everyone who was thronging out of Jerusalem and the Judean countryside to be baptized. And Jesus fulfills the prophetic word and receives an anointing by the very Spirit of God, that he is God's own. Beloved Son. So guided by rituals and traditions, careful work done by parents, and then the Holy Spirit, the ultimate guide. This Spirit, once poured out on just a few, is now poured out to all who believe. And the great gap between the Creator and the human beings in Jesus is ripped apart so that the God of all creation can be right. Guiding us on our way as we learn to walk together in faith. This past year I was deeply moved by the funeral and the stories about the life of Representative John Lewis of the 5th District, which includes Atlanta, Georgia. I learned a lot more about his call to ministry, to the civil rights movement with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and his prophetic voice in the House of Representatives, the profound and loving ways that he worked with his staff, and he co- his call to all of us to engage in good trouble, that advocates for the rights of minorities and those on the margins. Good trouble is a tradition in our nation. How do we raise our children in a way that makes a difference for the equality How do we move with dignity and decorum, standing up against injustices? John Lewis has been a guide, as have many others. I hope you can name many guides in your life. We at Bethany are going to be asking these questions of ourselves in our education course in this new year. What are the traditions that guide us today? What are the prophetic traditions that still are around us and the voices we must hear. Baptism is often debated by Christians, but it's still around today as a profound moment of God claiming new beloved children of every age and setting them on the path. And the Holy Spirit is still available to all, given to be a guiding light. This week I was again reminded of the role of mentor and coach in our ordination process in the Presbyterian Church. We have a committee on preparation for ministry, and I know that some of you have served on this committee. We are called to walk with people who are pursuing a call to ministry in our tradition, to pray with them, to guide them, to be a guiding light. We all need a mentor, a guide, a coach, a spiritual director in our walk with Christ. For some, this role is filled by a pastor or a Christian friend. But we are all called to be willing to give our lives to guide one another with a listening ear and a praying heart. And will we allow others to speak into our lives? When one enters the covenant of marriage, you are granting your beloved the right and privilege of speaking into your life. I have joined circles of care, with individuals who are managing their mental health. I, with others, are directed by the individual when they are in their right mind about what the role, my role, is to be. They grant me permission to speak into their life, especially when reality is slipping away. We have a plan to get help. We are lights, guiding lights for one another. I was fascinated, as a little girl, by the searchlights piercing the night sky. I didn't realize that they were a decoy. Lights that distract from the night sky make it an impossible to see the lights that the Creator has given to guide us. You see, we, as human beings, have been endowed by our Creator with the ability to create and invent and explore. You know how to create light, electricity. I recently learned anew the story of Tesla and Westinghouse and Edison, and the competition to light the Chicago World's Fair, to develop a current of electricity that would be delivered to every corner of our nation and world.
3: You know, I love walking into
1: a room and turning on the light, but our lights can distract from the real, the true guiding light. In the new year, then, friends, may we be like the wise ones, the magi who were willing to step out of their comfort zone, look up and align their lives with a new light, and travel to new places to find joy and to bless others. May we be willing to receive a prophetic word, and maybe more important to give a prophetic word, to another that guides them on their way. May we ask questions of one another that brought us to be ever faithful and real. May we be prepared to welcome new believers to the waters of baptism into this Christian faith, this tradition, this journey. May we step up to mentor them. When Jesus stepped out of the waters of baptism and was confirmed as a son of God, he was pushed into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Was he ready? Yes. I suppose we'd all like to promise one another a good life in our tradition, free from pain and sorrow and trouble. We can't. But what we can promise is a God who is faithful and will guide us and use us to guide one another. For the light shines. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word, Is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen.
0: You are the light we see, you are the truth we know, you are the life we live. in our lives, your love
1: apostles and disciples pondered at Jesus' words, it is more blessed to give than receive. What did that actually mean? They had seen Jesus' love with great compassion so many times as people crossed his path. He forgave, he healed, he welcomed. Jesus provided for all those who came to him. And Jesus' disciples wondered, did they have that capacity too? Do we have that capacity to give like Jesus? To give into the hard places that tap into the depth of every resource that we have? Can you and I do this? I believe we can only do it by living in God's grace given to us and participating in this life of giving one step at a time. For it is more blessed to give than receive. Thank you, Bethany, for your generosity. As we move to a time of prayer together, I'd like to invite you to use the Facebook chat to put in your prayer requests, a joy that you want to share with the community or a concern where we can be in prayer with you.
4: Just as I am without one plea But that thy blood was shed for me And that thou bidst me come to thee O Lamb of God I come Just as I am Though tossed about with many a conflict, many a down, Fightings and fears within, without. Oh, to be thine near thine alone O Lamb of God I come O Lamb of God I come Just as I am Thou wilt receive, wilt welcome, part and cleanse, relieve, because thy promise I believe. Is in the hand, yes, God. My life is in the hand of the Maker of Heaven. I lean not on my own understanding, my life. something Nothing I hold on to There's Nothing I hold on to So I'm holding on to you There's nothing I hold on to There's Nothing I hold on to There's Nothing I hold on to I'm Holding on I lean, I lean not on my own understanding. My life is in the hands of the Maker of heaven.
1: And now, please join me in prayer. Holy and gracious God. Our lives, our time, our passions, our fears, our hopes are in your hands as this new year of 2021 unfolds before us to continue to plant seeds of hope in our minds and our hearts. We want to follow your light as it comes to us in your holy word, in our Bible studies together, in our acts of justice and mercy in the depth of our traditions, our foods and practices, in the mystery of the sacraments practiced together, in those powerful moments when we are granted the privilege and honor of speaking into one another's lives. For the one who is lonely today, to the one whose toes are dipping into the realm of despair, to those facing difficult diagnoses and treatment plans. Give us, as a people of faith, brothers and sisters in Christ, the ability to reach out and hang on to one another. Especially guide our deacons as they reach out on our behalf. We need you to shine your light through us, so that each one can find a path before them that leads to hope and joy. We pray for ourselves and our community of Bethany, but also we pray for our city, our county, and our state. Elected leaders, those who serve in every medical position, are seeking to lead us out of this pandemic. We need divine intervention, organization, and a spirit of cooperation. We plead before you, O God, and for our nation, this has been such a difficult week. We grieve for the need to bring curfews on the streets of Washington, D.C. Her lives threatened and the very sanctity of our capital threatened as perfunctory procedures to transfer power have been disrupted. We are a nation in need of a dose of powerful healing, of profound words that provoke hope and sanity and an orderly pursuit of justice and equity. Give ever extra measure of divine grace to our national leaders. We are bold to bring every concern of our lives to you, creating God. Create something brand new in our midst as we follow the Christ who taught us to pray, Sing together, our Father, our Mother, who art in heaven, Friends, receive now this charge, as we find it in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of the Holy One, who called you out of darkness into God's marvelous light. So then live as people of the light in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.